2: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Well, this sucks.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we are recording remotely today. Uh, so I am in our usual recording space and Madigan is at her apartment because she has a cold. I
2: guess the sniffles. I'm honestly, I'm very, very thankful that you're not feeling sick because the last time I was feeling well was with you, so.
3: <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Yeah, no, I feel fine. Um, and, you know, I know that you got a negative COVID test, so I yes. was like, oh, well, should we record together in person? But with the holidays coming up and there just being so much going on. No, I was like, don't Man, you don't even
2: want the cold. Trust me, you don't even want what I'm going through. (laughs) Like it's held on to me for a week and I'm like this fucking sucks, but I'm glad that it's going away before I have to like travel for the holidays and everything. But like, yeah, you don't want this. I don't want you to have it. Anthony's family sounds like it's going to be around. Don't want them to have it. So, yeah, we will sacrifice not seeing each other for a week. For the sake of each other's health. And honestly, it's kind of a hidden blessing, I guess, from the pandemic that we like have this ability to go on with the show, as they say, even though, do- even though, do- even though life throws us crazy curveballs and stuff, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah. silver lining, looking for that silver lining. <laughs>
2: <sighs> always, always trying, at least. I'm doing my best these days to find those silver linings more and more. Can I say one thing really quick? Sure. I went a whole week without drinking any alcohol. Oh, look at you. Congratulations. Yeah, which I don't think I've done since I was like, before I was 21, probably, or something like that, like without... It is
3: surprisingly difficult. Like, I did it... um, I did dry... Like, I started dry January, last January, Uh and did it for like two weeks, but... Yeah. I mean, it is actually pretty hard. I'm going to try and do dry January again this year with the exception of like, I'm trying to like put in some built-in exceptions like Anthony's birthday. right? And our friend Christina turns 40 this year. And I'm like, I want to put in some right, like, you built-in can. exceptions yeah. so that I feel okay about indulging on those days. But yeah, it's so nice when you can go like a little while. Your he- Your head gets a lot more clear.
2: I feel like, uh, I just feel like bragging about it a lot. I don't know why. Like, it somehow makes me feel really superior. I'm like, huh, I haven't had wine in a week. Huh, peasants. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Look at how great I am. Look at how much tea I've been drinking.
3: <laughs> You're like, am I glowing? Is my skin glowing? I feel like I should be glowing. Uh,
2: except for totally not, because I feel like I just have, like, permanent booger-encrusted nose.
3: Yeah, Ugh. I hear you. I hate being sick. It is the worst thing. Yeah. And you never value your health so much
2: as whenever you're sick like you never value being able to like breathe Oh my gosh! And wearing a mask all day and working while having a cold is a whole another ball game. Like it is so uncomfortable. Like breathing in the hot air in your mask on your raw fucking nostril skin. Yeah, no, thank you. I oh. can't believe you're going to work. Oh my honestly. gosh! I I missed a day. I left early two days. Like I feel like I've barely worked this week, but like, I can't afford not to. So I'm like, I'm gonna what are they I'm the cowboy up I'm gonna get through the day you know
3: yeah that's Um, America for you for real push through for real um But before we hop into the stories this week, I wanted to give a big thank you to everybody who purchased merch Yes, uh, over the last week. We had a really wonderful response uh, and we really appreciate you. Please, please, please tag us in photos. Send us photos. We want to see you wearing the merch. We would love to feature some of you on
2: our social media. Oh, we uh, definitely will. I'm literally doing like the Jonah Hill meme where he's like shaking his Super hands excited like oh my god it makes me so excited I'm so excited to have my own sweatshirt oh I hope it comes really fast I can't wait to wear it it's gonna be I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna have to wear it like kind of on the down low why because I don't I don't know I know we've talked about how it's like not a big deal to wear your own merch but like I don't know. Oh, I do it. I do it all the time. But yeah, but proudly, I guess I was just going to say, but you do it on the down low. You're like, no, I do it proudly.
3: I'm like, well, I I mean, yes, it's true that like strangers don't know that that's a podcast of mine or a project of mine. But I do it when I'm hanging out with people like I do it hanging out with friends, you know, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) And you shouldn't care either.
2: I won't. So if you want our merch and you don't know where to find it, the easiest way to do that is to go to our Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. There is a link in the bio that will take you to our merch page and feel free to shop around at the holiday designs or any of the other things that we have up there. There's so many options. Like there's a baby onesie. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh. I love gosh. a baby onesie. I know. And, you know, um, also, because I've worked with this company before. Yeah. Um, if you get something and there's an issue with it, maybe it didn't print correctly, reach out to their customer service. They are generally really, really good about That's so being good to very... Know. Yeah, responsive and replacing your items. So, um, if for whatever reason you have any issues at all, just reach out to them. I've never had a bad experience yeah. with their customer service. Uh, so, yeah, that's give awesome. That a
2: shot. Oh, and I've also been seeing people asking if they get delivered to certain countries. And I wasn't sure until I made my own purchases myself when I saw the list of other countries. And there are a select few other countries that they will ship to. Uh, so, when you go through the whole checkout process, you'll be able to see if you if we are shipping to you or not
3: so yeah yeah so if you if you don't want to waste your time kind of like looking through everything only to find that they're not shipping uh what i did when we got that question of like do you ship to France is I just made kind of a fake order I went and I grabbed something and I went to check out and then I went to the drop down and as long as your country is listed in that country drop down then they do ship to your country so if you're concerned about that then I would suggest doing that first just so you don't you know waste your time yeah like like
2: picking things for the card or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely I think that's probably that's the way I did it too just to double check but I was like thank goodness so, yeah, I think that's all we have to say to kind of, like, get this thing going. Yeah, be exciting. Right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, should we get into the news? Yeah, let's
3: uh, jump into the news. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. There's so
2: much going on right now.
3: Yeah, and this week has been, I feel like I say this all the time, but... Genuinely, I feel like the last few weeks, it's just been one of those weeks where you have something every single night, like after work. Uh, So I don't have a ton of notes on what is currently going on right this second while we're recording, uh, which is all of the things with the Supreme Court in and their attempt basically to overturn Roe v. Wade or or put us on that uh, path. Right. So... I unfortunately don't have a lot of notes about that. I'm sure that that's a lot. um, A lot of you would like to hear us talk about that. Uh, And we will definitely talk about it. But I didn't want to jump into it without knowing all the details. And I know that it is also kind of evolving currently right right now. Uh, So I wanted to talk about the Oxford High School shooting. As did I, yes. Yes. On Tuesday, a student at Oxford High School in Oxford, Michigan, opened fire during the school day, killing four students and wounding seven others. So he was apprehended without incident at the scene. Um, At the time the authorities arrived to the scene, two students, 14-year-old Hannah St. Juliana and 17-year-old Madison Baldwin, had already died from their injuries 16-year-old Tate Meyer passed away in a patrol car as deputies were rushing him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And 17-year-old Justin Schilling, who was in critical condition at the time authorities arrived on the scene, died the following morning in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and of those wounded, there were seven wounded. Three are currently in critical condition. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, They were saying that there are also three that are now in stable condition, and the teacher that was wounded was grazed in the shoulder but was actually able to be released pretty immediately from the hospital within the same day. Thank goodness. Um, There's a lot going on right now with the beginning of the investigation, a lot of uh, not really even rumors, but a lot of kind of news being spread about this whole case this whole incident Um, especially right now there's a lot going around about how before the shooting there were a lot of rumors being spread that were prompting some students to stay home on the day of the shooting and also there have been reports that days before the shooting and actually within hours of the shooting teachers had made reports about the gunman's behavior and had uh, spoken with the gunman's parents about the behaviors and such Uh, Right. A a lot of this stuff is
3: being kind of kept under wraps, but what we do know for sure is that the night before the shooting, um, he got on social media, got on Instagram, and he put up a countdown clock with the caption, Now I am death, destroyer of worlds, see you tomorrow, Oxford. Mm. So obviously, extremely ominous. Obviously, this was a premeditated act. Right, Um, And... Authorities in the prosecution have said that they have uncovered a lot of very disturbing evidence, and what they've said is that despite that evidence, he was still allowed to go to class, which would indicate that, yes, it is something that the school had been notified about or right. were aware of. Yeah,
2: and, and the parents were notified and aware of as well, and the parents may also kind of be under fire a bit because of the father and the weapon that his son had on the day of the shooting I guess this was uh I'm gonna sound like such an idiot when I try to use gun speak but it's a nine millimeter sig sour 2022 semi-automatic handgun and I guess it was purchased by the father on Black Friday and there is some sort of like responsibility and gun ownership laws in that state that would have the father be somewhat responsible for the fact that his minor child used his gun to shoot up the school. Right. I mean, and from what I read, The
3: Independent has a really great article that is being constantly updated with new information. Which those are so Um, hard for
2: me to keep up with sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much information
3: yeah, it is like nine pages. Yeah, <laughs> so because it is being updated constantly, uh, but they did say that we don't know if this Black Friday purchase of this weapon was purchased for the son or if it was purchased for uh, the parents, right? Like if they bought it for themselves or if it was a gift for this fifteen-year-old. Which this is America; it very well could have been a gift uh, for him. We don't know, right? That, but we do know that the parents could face legal consequences. They have not been charged with anything yet, but that doesn't mean um, that they won't be charged. Right,
2: right. So the gunman was arraigned on homicide and attempted homicide charges after he was arrested, and the following day he was charged with terrorism causing death, first-degree murder, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, and has been charged as an adult. And he also pled not guilty, which is... Simply wild to me, especially since there already seems to be a lot of evidence of premeditation on top of what Keegan just discussed about the social media post. I don't know if this had to do with another social media post, but investigators found two videos on the gunman's phone that were made the night before the shootings where he talked about shooting and killing students in the high school. They also found a journal where he spoke about his desire to shoot up the school and murder students. Um And a lot of these things I feel like are such it's it's almost the same story told with different characters each time when we talk about these vendettas that we find uh, that we find out about afterwards after these shootings that these people hold against other people. And usually it has to do with some sort of like manifesto or social media or Mm -hmm. 4chan or, you know, something like that. And it seems so unbelievably repetitive to me and and that's almost what's so scary about it because we continue to share these same stories over and over again of the same type of gunman who was going into these schools and killing people yet nothing seems to be changing no matter how repetitive these stories are
3: right and I imagine that you are correct I imagine that um, this was some form of extremism typically it is right wing it is a branch of incel mindset I mean, you got a 15
2: year old you know high school white white boy boy. you know there is kind of things that come to mind with that
3: right in in fairness though we don't know his motivation it hasn't been um it hasn't been revealed yet they haven't released that information but yeah i mean if i had to guess it fits the mo of a very particular type of of killer um and Yes, nothing ever seems to happen right now. I know that Democrats are using this to push for stronger gun legislation, mm-hmm. as is always the case. Right. After a, a tragedy like For that like good this. week afterwards or so. Which, to be honest, like, I haven't. Yes, I heard a lot about this. I've seen a lot of things about this, but it hasn't been like shootings in the past. I don't know if it's because it didn't have as high. And this, sorry, forgive me yeah. for how this is about to sound, but it doesn't have as high a body count yeah. as Parkland or or something like that, or a shooting like that. Right, but
2: well, and that's kind of the the horrible truth of it all. You know, that's uh, the media wants the gory. Or the unbelievably sad, you know what I mean? And I think that the higher body count is what draws more and more viewers to these certain media things, which is unbelievably wrong, which is why we don't practice that same thing. But, you know, nothing happens
3: either way. So it doesn't even matter because it's just like nothing's going to happen regardless, like whether or not the media is up in arms or not, right. Whether or not it's all we can see and all we can talk about on social media, or not, the outcome is the same. Right. Like, there's never anything done about this. We're not addressing the root cause of the problem um, ever. Which I mean is is several fold, and we've discussed that many times. Right? You know, there isn't not just one just,
2: simple solution to end all right. school it's shootings. Not you know,
3: just gun laws. It's not just mental health. It's not just the extreme radicalization of white teenagers on the internet. Yeah. It's a bunch of things. It's all of it's, those things. Yeah, it's that
2: perfect storm of everything coming together. And I think also just a lot of, you know, different things through history and technology tying into that. And, you know, there's so many different things that go into what has made this type of killer. And it, But it really is so unbelievably frustrating to be telling these similar stories over and over and over again and and we have given this sentiment on the show before where it it really is just like you you feel so so deeply for the victims and their families and you you see that there can be more changes made that just aren't being made and it's incredibly frustrating
3: yeah absolutely you know it's it's hard as well because What should just be a straight out tragedy? I mean, if you remember kind of... I remember I was only seven, I think, at the time. Uh, But I actually remember leaving for school on the day that Columbine happened. We had the TV on and we were leaving for school. What year was that? It was
2: 90... I think it was 97, wasn't it? I was in kindergarten. So I don't think I remember that day.
3: I do. I do remember it because I I remember it pretty vividly. We were leaving for school and the TV was on. My mom was getting ready to drive us to school. And I remember how shocked and horrified everybody was. You know, across the board, it was something that was shocking and horrifying. And now it does feel it feels so partisan. Yeah, And it it feels so partisan. Well, because
2: it's like it's been so politicized. And I think of Parkland, too, with that. I mean, when all of the... What was it? The trauma actors or what were they called again? Mm -hmm. Is that what they were called? Crisis actors. Crisis actors. actors, You know, everything like that where it was never really about the issue. It was always about something else. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and that started with
3: Sandy Hook, which is extremely upsetting because you're talking about kindergartners. You're talking about elementary school kids, you know. But I, I think about... You'll notice that we have not said the shooter's name throughout this. Yeah, We tend to to try not to do that. Uh, But I remembered looking at this yesterday when I was getting started on my notes and not being able to find his name had been released, but I hadn't been able to find any pictures of him at that time. Not that I was looking, but it was just something that I noticed. And then the first picture I did see of him was from the New York Post. Uh, which is uh, i would say right leaning typically and the new york post the picture they decided to release of this of this kid um was him as a kid it was not him as a 15 year old it yeah. was him as like an an 8 year old with his hands in prayer position in front of his in front Give of his body like li- like literally break. it looked like he was at church right it was like an 8 year like old first at church
2: communion or something like that it was uh,
3: just so shocking to me because that felt so calculated to me that this is the image that you are choosing to put up of this murderer. Right. You know, this terrorist. Yeah. Like he has been charged He's literally with Literally been charged with
2: terrorism, which I believe I didn't write this down, but I, if I remember from my notes correctly, it's the first time that that charge has come down on a school shooter, which is an interesting thing as well.
3: It's interesting. I think it's a step in in the right direction. Well, it's naming um, it what it fucking
2: is. You know what I mean? Right. So
3: let's explain that terrorism charge a little bit. So the terrorism charge comes under Michigan's 2002 anti-terrorism law, which was enacted in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. And it defines a terroristic act as one intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population or to affect the conduct of a government through intimidation or coercion. So the prosecutor says that the terrorism charge in this case refers to the students, family, and community experiencing a feeling of insecurity and trauma in the wake of the attack.
2: Definitely. And
3: Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard said he 100% backs the terrorism charge. And he went on to say, if you weren't hit by a bullet, it doesn't mean you weren't terrorized that day mm. and won't have nightmares about it for the rest of your life. Wow, yeah. Whether you're a parent, a teacher, or a student in that class. And I think that that's true. Yeah. I mean, this was meant to terrorize this community. I actually,
2: that brings up a podcast that I listened to earlier. This year, I think in the summer I listened to it. It's, did you ever listen to um, Confronting OJ? No, I didn't. Oh my goodness, it's so good. Uh, Kim Goldman, Ron Goldman's sister, uh, hosts the podcast, and it's it's unbelievably moving. She is fantastic, and she's continued that series. And there was one uh, season called "Confronting Columbine," where a student who was a basketball player who lost her basketball coach during the tragedy uh, goes back and does a lot of research about you know things she remembers what she doesn't remember gaps in her memories talking with other students professionals um you know things like that that it's so fascinating especially because she was somebody that didn't necessarily see anything you know she wasn't you know her her basketball coach died but it wasn't like she wasn't treated like a victim in the same way that I think a lot of other people did but she had this like Trauma and this baggage that followed her, and I think that when we're talking about that terrorism charge, I, I think of that show because it's talking about how everybody that was there that day, or even the kids that stayed home from school that day, have dealt with extreme cases of PTSD and depression and anxiety through their lives because of this one day. You know, it, well, it your is feelings a huge, of safety yes.
3: are, you know. When you're a kid, you feel safe in places where adults tell you you should be safe. Yes. Right. So school is definitely one of those places. How do you ever feel safe again anywhere? You know, uh-huh. I have my um, coworker, actually, and she's disabled. So she was at physical therapy, which she goes to once a uh, week. She walks with um, supports. So crutches kind of. Yeah. But they're like adhered to her forearms. And she was at physical therapy a couple weeks ago, and some guys came in with guns and made everybody get on the floor. And you're talking about physical therapy. It's a lot of elderly people. It's a lot of people recovering from injuries, disabled people. vulnerable
2: people. Right, right.
3: right. They're not people who would easily be able to escape a situation like that. And, you know, I talked to her afterwards. We got on kind of like a FaceTime call. And... She was very traumatized yes. by, by that experience. And I just can't imagine. I think it's hard. I think we're all living with some low level trauma as Americans who experience gun violence on this scale all the time. It is kind of a running joke, for lack of a better word, that Americans are always like, when you go into a place, make sure you know where all the exits are. Yeah. Make sure you can like see things because we are all like low key traumatized by the idea that we could be in a place where somebody could just come in with a gun at any time. Yeah. Um so I absolutely believe that we need to start treating crimes like this as acts of terrorism, mm-hmm. especially if the motivation is political, which again, we don't know, but it wouldn't be surprising to me. No,
2: it wouldn't be surprising to me either. I do want to share one Somewhat silver lining, because let's just say that's the theme of the show today. There is one thing that I saw on Instagram today that the page Impact posted about Tate Meyer, who was one of the victims of this shooting Tate lost his life in an attempt to disarm the shooter and to honor him. A petition was signed with over 130,000 signatures to rename the Oxford football stadium Tate Meyer Stadium. And there were some tweets that went along with this Instagram post that I think kind of encapsulate what Tate meant to a lot of the people at that school. One user wrote, Tate is the face of Oxford football. He will be missed and we need to do something to recognize him. This is that thing. Another writes, Tate was a staple of the attitude that is Oxford football. He would come in early every day, working his butt off. He was always caring and kind to others. I'll miss you, Tater.
3: Yeah. (sighs) So I have a little bit about each of the victims. Yes. Um, Tate Meyer was a star varsity football player. Um, He was also an excellent student. He was on the um, honor roll. He was an honor student. And Madison Baldwin was 17 and she was a senior. She was expected to graduate this year. She was an artist who loved to draw, read, and write mm. and was the eldest of three siblings. Hannah St. Juliana was 14. Mm. She was a talented basketball player who was described as passionate and dedicated to the game. She was a freshman at Oxford and so Tuesday night would have been her debut game <gasps> with the team.
2: Oh, <sighs> No. They've
3: dedicated their season to her. Good. Um, Justin Schilling, who died the next day, mm-hmm. he was 17. He was the co captain of a local bowling team. Oh, honey. And has been described as bright, a devoted friend, and a pleasure to be around. Oh. There has been a GoFundMe campaign that was launched for the families of the victims. And I was surprised by this, but as of this recording, they had only raised a little over $7,000 of their $90,000 goal. Oh,
2: wow. Well, we will be putting um, that on blast.
3: Yeah, yeah, we can put that in our show notes if anyone is willing and able to donate, even if it's just a little bit.
2: Or even just to share. Or just share, yeah, yeah, because
3: I know times are tough. It's, It's hard out there. But if you can even get the word out just because... I cannot imagine unexpectedly losing any family member, let alone a child or a sibling. Um, Also, people tend to not think about people of this age passing away. So there's not things like life insurance in place that will cover funeral expenses. Um,
2: There are so many logistical things that go into death that I think that many of us don't consider until we're in that position. And it really is so hard on so many families to lose a loved one unexpectedly. And so it it really is important for anybody who's able to be able to help those those families right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch.
1: Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were. And it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something... About Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.
3: Oh, um, well, I know we're running pretty long, uh, but I did want to talk about Omicron real fast. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. But I I really feel like it's kind of been on everybody's mind over the last week, especially as we gear up to go into the holidays. You know, we've been kind of loosening up about things like we had our Friendsgiving this year. We didn't do it last year, Uh, but people are feeling better. We've got we've got our vaccines. We've got boosters, right? Like everyone is feeling a little bit better about getting together. But, you know, another year, another COVID variant. right? So, and what's
2: the, I keep wanting to call it a term, and it transformers. That's the word I'm looking for. Omicron really, just makes me think of a transformer every single time. Yeah. yeah. Omicron. And I don't know if,
3: it's, it's, oh, it's Omicron, but I don't know if it's no. like, if that's how you say it, or if it's Omicron. Oh oh exactly. oh I don't know exactly.
2: Omicron?
3: Omicron, I don't know. We
2: gotta make it a little variant. Fun, right?
3: Gosh, look, I mean, we're barely hanging in there. My, oh man, I'm not even going to talk about it on this podcast. But my Spotify wrapped, that is the Spotify of an unwell human being. Like I had a rough 2021, clearly. I mean,
2: honestly, my Spotify wrapped always looks like that of a fucking insane person, which is why I don't post it because I have the weirdest songs on my spotify that
3: i love my number one artist was bo burnham because i listened to the inside soundtrack so many Keegan, times you and
2: every single um, one of my friends like is it um is it me like am i doing okay. am i doing this no, to my friends because, because literally everybody is like madigan what's wrong with me madigan what's wrong with me and i'm like i don't know i'm sorry
3: listen listen i i it's not okay like at all like we're not okay anybody who has bo burnham as their number one we we struggled okay clearly obviously anyway um i was it was i was in the top three percent of listeners to bo burnham this year it's a mess okay that is crazy uh, so the, let's talk Omicron here. The variant was first identified in Botswana, though, and I wanted to make this very clear, that does not mean that it started there. I'm already seeing people using this as an excuse to be racist on the Internet. Okay, people, did um, learn
2: nothing? Gather
3: around. No, we didn't. Gather around. We didn't. And if anything, it's gotten worse. Um, I'm not having it. So from what I've read, it's very likely that this variant started in Europe and Southern Africa was just the first to ring the alarm. Like they were the first ones to be like, hey, we're seeing our numbers go up. So, you know, we've identified this variant. It has now been identified in at least 35 countries with the first confirmed case in the U.S. cropping up in California on Wednesday. It has now been detected in Minnesota, Colorado and New York. A new variant really shouldn't surprise any of us. This was to be expected since we have yet to reach herd immunity. It's going to continue to mutate. We're going to continue to get variants. Still, it's good to know what to look out for. So, so far, the cases appear to be minor and um, not life-threatening however it appears as though a past coronavirus infection um, gives very little immunity to this new variant so people like Aaron Rodgers who are saying that they're like the most protected because they've had it before fuck you, Aaron um, Rodgers yeah they can just straight shut the fuck up because <laughs> that's not how this variant is right. going to yeah. work I mean even then you still should have been vaccinated Because this variant has heavily mutated from the original, scientists fear that it could be more contagious or the most contagious one yet and is already the most dominant form of the virus in South Africa. Mm. So that's how quickly it has spread. Um, Experts in Europe say that it could be the most dominant form in Europe by the end of the week. As far as vaccine effectiveness goes, scientists are still working to determine how effective the current mRNA vaccines are against the new strain but are hopeful that with a booster shot as well as maintaining other safety measures such as masks and social distancing we'll be able to keep this thing at bay but you know if you haven't gotten your booster yet I haven't I'm going tomorrow
2: yeah I have to make my appointment this week so this is a reminder to me and everybody else that Make yeah, an a lot of
3: places are doing walk-ins yeah. a lot. So there's a place like for instance by me here at the mall, you can just walk in um and actually at Ralph's by me from like 1 to 5 p.m. you can just walk in. That's amazing. So yeah, a lot of places are doing um walk-in boosters and yeah, this is your reminder to do that sooner rather than later, especially if you have holiday plans. That's what I was going to say,
2: especially if you're going to be traveling for the holidays and seeing your friends and family, you know, make sure you're vaccinated and those in your life who are open to it are doing the same (laughs) to make sure that everybody is staying protected. Hoy, oy, oy vey. Well, I had more to talk about. I do have something that I really, really would love for us to discuss, especially because it was a listener suggested topic, but I will hold on to it for next week. It's still going to be very important, I'm sure. Um, so I think that's all we're going to cover for today, correct? Yeah, that's all I've got. I will give you all one more reminder that we have our merch store open. So if you would like to purchase anything, in particular, our amazing Slay the Patriarchy holiday sweater that Keegan designed, it is only available for a limited time. So go to the link in our bio on our Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist and check out the designs there. I didn't really know how I want to finish that sentence. I just kind of went with it. Um, It worked. Thank you. Thank you. As always, if there is anything that you would like for us to cover on the show, please go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram. You can also follow us on Facebook. You can find our business page where you can rate and review us and chat with the other listeners on the group page. And last but not least, it means the absolute world to us when you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show it truly does brighten our days and it helps us so so much all right that's all we have for you today with all that being said we encourage you to on. bye
0: hey it's may whitman and i play frankie in the new realm podcast the sisters
2: The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones.
0: Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No, she was sent here anonymously.
1: Mm Mm-mm,
0: not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like
2: this.